0: Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I am bringing on Baron Hoeg, who is um, really bringing a fresh topic. He's from the Chiropractic Defense Council. And he's going to talk about a lot of the things him and his group are doing to help the chiropractic profession uh, battle different things that are going on, some that you may know and some that you may not, uh, but really um, being an advocate for us and helping us to, um, you know, progress as a profession. And you'll, you'll hear from me. He's got a lot of great uh, topics and a lot of great uh, case studies of, you know, different countries, different states, a lot of things that maybe we don't know about, but behind the scenes, they're doing amazing work. And it's exciting to see how they are uh, going to progress forward with that. He's got a wealth of knowledge, a ton of experience within the profession. As you'll hear, he's, he's not a chiropractor, but he's quite the advocate for it and has worked with the state of, of Ohio's Chiropractic Association for quite a while as well. And so we, we dive into a, a myriad of topics that will be interesting to you and just seeing what we're trying to do as a profession uh, to move forward. Uh, Before we dive into that, I wanted to kind of just touch on uh, something I think I'll do in some of these intros here and there, but um, inside of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance group, which I highly recommend, check that out, FTCA or Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, I think there's about 11,000 chiropractors in there now, but uh, a lot of good posts and conversations get brought up in there as they do in our uh, Facebook group as as well but one was about kind of the uh, poverty mindset of chiropractors and someone had posted and it was kind of talking about Ferraris and cars and that type of thing and um, you know I, I think it just the comments were polarizing in a bit because I think the original post came across a little bit as like you know flaunting money and we you, you know and we should be you um, Making a ton of money, and I, I agree with that, as you know. And I just think it got lost in the shuffle a little bit with, with some of the the comments, and you know, someone had posted about, well, we're healers, and healers should not worry, you know, not do it for the money type of thing. And uh, it, it kind of went back and forth with different things, and uh, frankly, some good comments, some bad comments, some uh, that made sense, some that were uh, poverty mindset, and. I wanted to bring it up because it's it's ultimately not about um, swimming in money, hiding money under your mattress, and driving Ferraris and and flaunting Rolexes. That's the problem in our profession. the The poverty mindset seeps into chiropractors in a way um, where even the healer um, is making decisions, making financial decisions for their patients uh, that are actually sacrificing the care of that patient. And so I think it's a little deeper rooted than um, charge, you know, charging what you're worth. And you know, you should make 300,000, you definitely should make a professional living, you should definitely make as much good money as you can, but being a healer first. But ironically, a lot of the ones that um are the kind of starving artists in our profession and and hang their hat on being a healer and not worrying about the money, they let the money impact their clinical decision making. And it can look like, uh, you know that if you look at the evidence-based guidelines of treatment plan duration and frequency, uh, it, something might really need two times a week for six weeks or three times a week for three weeks or or what have you. But that um, healer, with a poverty mindset or putting themselves in the buying decision of the patient will give them kind of less frequency and and duration treatment plans because they feel bad that the insurance has a deductible or that particular patient has a $50 copay and the other one has a 20 and they'll give different recommendations based on copay amounts, deductible amounts. They won't bill for extra spinal manipulation or re-exams because they're worried about that. They'll look and say, oh, it's January and the deductible is renewed versus December and it and it's wiped out. And they'll give different care recommendations based on those little things. And so it's not all about you know, having the million-dollar practice in the Ferrari. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors are making decisions for the patient's care based on their own poverty mindset. And I think that's something we try to really help our coaching clients with and our chiropractors is, is getting that out of your mind and making clinical recommendations that is best for the patient because you are a healer. And then secondarily, being really good at business as a chiropractor isn't necessarily about charging $400 a visit and large care plans. It could mean that you just provide the ultimate in the patient experience. You got great team, you got a nice office, you are fun to be around. Your clinical recommendations are great. Your treatment's great. It's just a great, like you're just all in on team culture and your patient experience. And ultimately that drives great business. And you don't have to worry about all of the, you know, being a a business shark in a sense. Right. And I think too many chiropractors think that they're going to be a business snake and, you know, or business shark, if they actually make sound, uh, financial decisions or they get the money out of their head and that poverty mindset and they start applying clinical recommendations on what that patients need and not putting yourself in their buying decision. Okay. That's my little thoughts on that. I had a little more thoughts on it than I could sit there and type on a comment in that group, but it's a really good thread actually. And I think it brings up a lot of great points and I'm glad it was posted. And I just wanted to give my feedback on that. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Baron Hoek. All right, Baron, welcome to the show today. I'm excited to dive into a fresh topic and something that is uh, very much uh, needed. Uh, but before we we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself, personally and professionally, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Dr. Christie, for the opportunity to kind of bend your ear and the ear of your tribe uh, on this particular episode. I, I always love the opportunity to kind of share the vision that we have uh, for chiropractic. So um, again, I, Baron Hoig, I'm I'm out of Columbus, Ohio. Um, I have been in chiropractic. This will be my 27th year. I'm not a chiropractor. I, I do wear the badge of the biggest groupie that the profession's ever had. I am one of the few non-chiros that have stuck around not being married to a chiro. And uh, I don't know if that makes me impressive or insane. We're still, the jury's still out on that one, but, uh,
0: but <laughs> yeah, yeah. most so- of Most of us are kind of like, we're tied to it. We can't get out of it. You've actually volunteered this shit,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, like I said, I don't know if that makes me amazing or insane. We're 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 still uh, we're out there, but in all seriousness, it's literally. Uh, I fell in love with it. I, I absolutely fell in love with it. Not because I was a patient. Um, I fell in love because I saw what it was doing to other people, and when I challenged why it worked, no one could really answer. This was back in the mid '90s. Um, And so I went on this, like, I'm the kind of, I'm not very intelligent, but I hate not knowing things, if that makes sense. I don't naturally pick things up, but I work harder than anyone else to be able to get where I'm going. And so long story short, the more I dug and the more people I talked to, the more fascinated I was with the brainwashing that I had received growing up to the truth of how the body actually operates and the effectiveness that chiropractic has. And so I was just in, and I I have the gift of gab. That was one of my superpowers. And, and um, so I just started telling the story of chiropractic and got very good at it. And we grew our clinics that I had taken a job in and eventually opened some clinics and ran them. And then, I started consulting, and um, you know, I've done just a lot of things in the profession over the years. Uh, in 2010, I took over as the executive director of the Ohio State Chiropractic Association. That was my first real introduction to kind of the backside of the profession, the political mm-hmm. side, the underbelly, if you will, of how things operate. And it was a, a six years. It was a great six years. I learned a lot. Um, started working with the ACA, ICA, Cairo Congress, all these national organizations, understanding Really, with all due respect, the insanity of how our profession operates, um, and I and I say that with respect to the people that put in the hours, but. It's just deficient in the way that chiropractic operates. And and I haven't met a person yet that that disagrees with me on that. It's just we keep kind of recreating that. So in 2016, with a group of individuals that were mentors of mine, we created one chiropractic, which is my nonprofit. Um, We created it based on a quote from Buckminster Fuller that says that you cannot change an existing reality by fighting it. You have to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete. My time in working as the executive director in Ohio – We did some amazing things in those six years just because of the way my mind works i wasn't a lobbyist i wasn't a chiropractor i was a business guy and my business was to make chiropractic the number one healthcare choice in ohio and so i did things very differently and we rallied our our docs together we grew the association exponentially and financially but then it all came crashing down because there was an infight over whether we should expand the scope to include drugs and yep. so everything we had built just came crashing down and I was in I was infuriated because I couldn't stop it. There was nothing I could do as an executive director to stop these guys from having this internal fight. And um and I just got frustrated and I said I'm done. I'm not doing it. I had read a book that had that quote in it and I said I got to do something different. I got to build a different model. And so we started One Cairo with the concept of that we don't have to do these membership organizations all the time. That that because we're so segmented as a profession, the membership organizations really are never going to do the work that needs to be done. Not discrediting them. I'm not saying they're not worthwhile and having. They do great work. But to Mm -hmm. fix what's broken, they're never going to be able to do it because of the way that they're structured. They're never going to take the hard stance because their membership will divide, right? You're going to lose half of your membership if you pick. Any side of an issue when you're a state organization or a national organization, which is why typically none of these organizations are really fighting the way the doctors want and therefore they just don't join. So there was Mm -hmm. this oxymoronic, you know, cyclical effect that was happening in chiropractic and happened for almost 50 years. And and I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. We're going to we're going to create an organization that is a directorship, meaning that it runs like a corporation, not like a a membership organization. And we're going to just start doing the things we know that need to be done and not ask for permission. And so it's been a wild ride, you know, since Mm -hmm. 2016, because obviously everyone accuses you of trying to start another national association, or I'm trying to, you know, attack some organization. And and that really wasn't the case. We just wanted to create a limber organization that was ready to move and Mm -hmm. get things done. And fast forward to kind of where we are today, In 2021, um, thanks to Dr. Stephen Franson, for those of you that may know him from The Remarkable Practice, he's a great friend of mine. And we were sitting where all amazing conversations happen, poolside with an adult beverage. And uh, he shared with me this vision he had. Um, We were talking about some issues that were happening in chiropractic. And he's like, man, how amazing would it be if we had a Navy SEAL type team that was ready to be deployed anytime chiropractic was under attack anywhere in the world? And so he started playing out these ideals. Oh, we could do this, or we could do this, or what about this issue in Canada or this issue in Australia? And as I'm listening to him kind of paint this word picture, I, I was I was like, dude, I could do that. Like, I have the organization, I have the history, I have the relationships, I have the fight in me. And so I asked him, I'm like, can I have that idea? Um, and he was like, absolutely. And so in, in 21, February 21, we started building the Chiropractic Defense Council Okay. And and essentially what we do is we protect the rights of practicing chiropractors all over the world. As mm-hmm. God's timing is always perfect, we had no idea what was coming, and we launched the CDC in July, and in August was when the first mandate that chiropractors had to be vaccinated in order to continue to practice HIT. And so we were perfectly positioned to launch that, hire all the attorneys, defend all of these chiropractors. Within two months, we had everything fixed in the United States for the most part, except for Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And so word got out. And so we ended up going to Australia, New Zealand and Canada and South Africa. And, you know, right now we're 827 cases that we've taken on and we've won every single one of them.
0: That's impressive. So, so so your, your CDC was taken on the CDC. Yeah. And we did that intentionally. Obviously (laughs) people
1: laugh about it all the time. We call ourselves the good CDC. Um, but yeah, it it was intentional because of course at the time during COVID, you know, it was such a bass awkward time where common sense just didn't exist. And, you know, we were watching all of these mandates come and these rules and this experimental, no matter what people's impression is of inoculation. I'm not, I'm not here to debate that particular issue, but anyone that has common sense can look back at how this thing was deployed and scratch your head. Like what is going on here? And so we played off of that and we are like, all right, we're going to, we're just going to call it this It work for the chiropractic defense council, but yeah, it's definitely a play on words.
0: Yeah. And so you kind of are like the, you mentioned the Navy SEALs, like the special ops that, that, that comes in and, and helps out. And we had a little bit of pre-chat before we recorded. And, you know, you mentioned a few different things. I want to touch on uh, one of them and that is the, we'll we'll kind of go in in order a little bit, Uh, but insurance kind of fairness or uh, some of the things that are going on with insurance. What are you guys tackling right now in the United States with that?
1: Yeah, so we we take on projects, right? As we see mm-hmm. a problem, we take on a project, we create a strategy to handle it, whether it's legal, whether it's PR, whether it's legislative, whatever the case may be. And then our goal is to work with absolutely anybody and everybody we can to achieve the goal. We're not interested, we don't have members, so we're not interested in trying to, val, you know, here's value for your membership. It's just all about rolling up our sleeves and getting the work done. And it's, it's worked very, very well um, for the last four years. So with the united states people will come to us and say hey this is an issue is this something you guys will take on mm-hmm. obviously we're not we're not large enough of an organization to take on every single little thing that may affect a chiropractor right mm-hmm. that, that that this doesn't make logical sense But anything that's systemic within the profession where the rights of a chiropractor are being violated, that falls in our purview. So another thing we're working on in the United States is animal chiropractic. We have a lot of animal chiropractors that are certified and have the education, 210 hours above and beyond their chiropractic core um, education, specifically mm-hmm. in animal chiropractic, but they're being harassed, letters of cease and desist fines from vet boards. Well, that's clearly mm-hmm. violating the rights of a chiropractor. So we take that issue on to fix that issue. Well, it's going to mm-hmm. be partially legislative. So we're working with state associations. We're working with the the licensing boards. We're bringing everybody together to say, here's an issue. Let's fix it. Let's find the best way. And we mm-hmm. coordinate it kind of like a general contractor, if you will. And then we yeah. pump in the resources to make that, that reality happen. So in the area of insurance, we're just now getting ready to launch this, but we've been talking to the leading attorney in the United States when it comes to holding insurance companies accountable. So ERISA, without getting too deep, ERISA is a federal uh, policy that pretty much governs insurance companies, but very few people hold these insurance companies accountable, surely because of the cost. And these insurance companies have so many attorneys and so much money no one really has the staying power to be able to get it done. Well, this firm and this attorney is the world's best. He's he's actually on record for the largest win against an insurance company. So the beauty of our organization and the way that we're funded, we're not looking for our PI attorney friend to go and do legal work for us. We're yep. finding the best in that particular specialty and we're hiring the best and we're paying the full premiums because we want the best work out of them. We're not asking for favors. And so in talking to Brian, we were looking at this environment, and there's a couple different areas that we believe there's systemic reimbursement issues for chiropractors. Mm -hmm. The one that we're focusing on right now is the take-back issue. So this is where you've been paid for a claim, and then out of nowhere, you get this letter from an insurance company saying, due to this, a year and a half ago, we overpaid you. You owe us ten grand, And then they start taking what they feel you owe them out of existing claims. So you're seeing a patient last week, they paid you for that claim, but then they take the money back to pay back this old debt that they claim you owe. Well, that's actually a violation of a number of federal laws, because essentially what they're doing is they're denying the claim of this existing patient because they didn't yeah. actually pay you. So for you to reconcile that EOB in your system is very difficult because you it's, mm-hmm. like, it's funny money, it's, you know, you're moving shells around. And so yep. That's been a systemic problem with a lot of payers all over. So we're now going to start doing a class action to go after payers that practice this particular way. And there's, there's layers to this. It's going to be a very enormous case, but we're yeah. excited to for the first time ever to have chiropractors have an organization that can fight those types of fights on their behalf, where you're not singling out an individual chiropractor. You're not trying to go out and raise money because everyone's raising money. We're an organization that's built to be able to do that work. Our whole, financial premise is a Mm -hmm. bunch of people doing a little bit. All we ask is people to sign up and give us $33 a month based on the 33 principles. That's it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. our whole goal is to get 10,000 chiropractors worldwide Mm -hmm. to give us 33 us dollars And that's it. So we will never have to raise another penny. That'll give us what we need to do this type of work. Um, Mm -hmm. and that way everybody wins and you don't have to go and listen to the guy from the stage saying, we need 10 people to give us a thousand, which is typically what we do to raise money. We're trying to do it where you don't even feel it. It's less than Mm -hmm. one visit a month that you're doing Mm -hmm. to protect the profession and yourself. So, so that's the insurance thing that we're doing. Another one that relates to you guys. And, and I don't Mm -hmm. mean to keep rambling, but I think that your particular audience will be very interested in this one. We started this work in Australia because of the censorship issues in Australia. Mm -hmm. So right now in Australia, if you're a chiropractor and your patient goes to Google and does a review of your practice, gives you five stars and says, we love our chiropractor. If you're looking for one, go to ours. Let's just say it's as simple as that. And the chiropractor just simply likes it, doesn't forward it, doesn't do anything, Mm -hmm. just likes it. That's a fine of up to $10,000 in Australia for false advertising. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And yeah. so we have taken on this issue now where we launched call it, what's called Operation Free Speech, where we're, we're working with, with individuals like Dr. Heidi Havoc with the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress that have all the data, all the research, all the really good nuggets that we want to share with the world about the effectiveness and efficacy of chiropractic. And so we've launched all this material and said, here, any of this stuff, you can shoot it from the rooftops, put it out there, put it in there for your patients give testimonies, that say this stuff, you can put it out, and then when your regulatory body comes after you, we'll defend you um, mm-hmm. as being a part of the CDC. And so now I, I'm working with Dr. Tony Ebold. He's launching a phenomenal thing. Everyone should be familiar with the Perfect Storm if you're a PT, pediatric chiropractor, and and so he's, you know, they're going to start doing some really aggressive marketing. So we've been working with them that if any of their people are connected to us and they get into any trouble from a marketing perspective, as long as they're following the program, we will Mm -hmm. defend them. So we want to give chiropractors the confidence to finally be able to tell the story of chiropractic. Now, yep. if you're going to put out there that chiropractic cures cancer, I'm not helping you. Like you yep. got you can't yep. be an idiot. But <laughs> it, is, it is about time that we start pushing right. the boundaries a little bit with our regulatory boards to start telling the truth about chiropractic. There's a lot of evidence now, more than ever, to support the efficacy and effectiveness of chiropractic in neurological issues. Right. Uh, you know, to, to what we're doing with our pregnant women and children. We now have right. evidence because. Because we're pumping out more research than we ever have. It's time that we have confidence and boldness to be able to start speaking that through marketing efforts. We want to be that company that gives you the confidence to do that because if your regulatory body comes after you, we'll defend you.
0: Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned uh, again, before we recorded was that, you know, you're doing work in Australia. You mentioned, I think, Norway and obviously Canada. Everybody's, you know, different countries have their different issues right now. Every, in the United States, it's unique. Every state has particular issues. You mentioned mm-hmm. something about I think it was neurology in Texas using that word. So it sounds like you're definitely um, you're able to span the different states and the different uh, countries. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand-in-hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else uh, to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of, a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor so you, you just have to have this type of stuff done and if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients propel marketing and design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free seo website review the free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility Head over to propelyourcompanycom slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review. Tell us a little bit about the Texas thing and then tell us a little bit about the Canada thing.
1: Yeah. So Texas, that issue's overish. ish um, What yeah. happened there was the Texas Medical Association, um, it was their sunrise, which what that means in a state is that every so often your scope gets opened up for modernization. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always scary when your scope's opened up because we're not the only people looking at it. And so then yeah. other people may go into that scope and say, well, this isn't right, or they shouldn't be doing that. Well, the Texas Medical Association is, is cut from the very same cloth of the medical association that existed back in the 50s and 60s and 70s that were, you know, trying to put us out of business, if you remember the Wilkes case. Um, and so they're very anti-chiro. So when that scope opened up about, uh, I was probably about eight years, nine years now, um, they attacked the ability saying chiropractors should not be able to do anything with neurology because they don't have the proper schooling. Now, that in and of itself, no matter what your personal belief system is of that word, that's a key component for us to have the ability to differentially diagnose as a profession. So if you remove the neurology part of it, now you're at the same level as a PT. You you can't Mm -hmm. diagnose independently of another physician. So that was a huge issue in Texas. If the TMA would have been successful then that, that would have been very detrimental, not only for Texas, but pretty much the rest of the U.S. because it would have just been systemic. It, if they won there, it was going to go to other states. So we didn't exist at this time, um, but credit to the TCA, credit to a lot of, I know I was with the Ohio State Chiropractic Association at the time. We gave them money to help support them. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of organizations that really threw money in to help Texas at that time. But had we been around That wouldn't have had to happen. They could have immediately called us. We would have worked with the association. We would have hired the attorneys. We would have put the full gauntlet of all of our access and research from everywhere around the world. And you wouldn't have had that state organization being totally saturated with one issue and financially dependent because it takes time to raise the level of money you need for attorneys. Like to get a retainer can sometimes be a hundred grand. And then you got to keep refilling the retainer as they're working on things. So because of the way we're built, And we rebuild our budget every month because it's a reoccurring contribution of $33. Right now, we have 2,700 people around the world giving us $33. So we can sustain those monthly invoices from attorneys because we kind of rebuild every month, right? So Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. going after big contributions that I have to go out and fundraise to replace it. I'm after a bunch from a a little bit from a bunch of people. So that's the, in Texas, they were successful, praise God, which was the right thing. They spent a lot of money and the TCA did a phenomenal job in association with a number of other organizations. Um, But that was an example of why we needed to exist so that, there have been other cases like that where they weren't successful because they couldn't organize they didn't get the financial support they needed and mm-hmm. therefore the this the oppression coming from outside the profession was successful and that has to stop if anything yep. we should be expanding the access to chiropractic mm-hmm. not minimizing it anywhere in the world yeah so i wanted to key-
0: bring that i wanted to bring that example up because i felt like it was a good You know, it's a good example of what can happen, what needs to be able to be defended against. And I thought that was good. Now, let me segue a little bit. Um, are you guys doing anything with the Medicare battle or is that something that you're, you haven't touched yet? I mean, the
1: Medicare modernization.
0: Yeah. Like obviously where we could get reimbursed for actual things outside of spinal manipulation only.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm not directly, obviously I monitor it. You have the ACA that has a bill in, you have the ICA that's putting in their bill, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, it's not going to happen until our profession gets one bill and everybody gets behind it. I'm just going to say that to try to not be a political, Mm -hmm. we are watching it. We have the relationships because of the work we're doing with the military. So we do have a lobbyist. Our lobbyist is exclusively working on our military stuff. Um, but we're building relationships with key members of Congress because of the military stuff. And we have this conversation and everyone agrees, but the problem is, when you shop two bills from a very small profession, legislators don't know which one, and they're oftentimes not going to support both because there are differences in the bill. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm praying, and I know there are groups that are trying to work. I know we have a strategic plan organization now, which I'm, I'm a fan of, that we're trying to work together and stop having all this division that we've been having yep. since our inception. Um, and so they're trying to get ACA and ICA to come together on a bill that we can mm-hmm. all support. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. It's kind of like getting the Hatfields and McCoys to come to the same wedding. It's just, yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm not optimistic until a, a certain generation passes and they're not mm-hmm. holding on to the grudges. Um, yep. There will be a day it'll happen. This new generation doesn't have that that generational Hatfield McCoy hatred. People, yep. they're just tired of it. The profession mm-hmm. itself is tired. Here's a stat that most people don't know that's very telling of our profession we have arguably in the United States about 80, 82,000 licensed chiropractors mm-hmm. between the ACA and the ICA combined. They have less than 10% membership of that yeah. 82,000. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you that the profession has not bought into representation that, no. I mean, it's aside from your belief of either organization, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. That state alone tells you that our profession doesn't trust and they just yeah. they'd rather be in their own little group than they mm-hmm. would having great organizations so we are trying to change that by just saying hey if you want your license defended and you want the freedom to keep practicing I'm not asking you to fly a flag in your practice of what you believe or don't believe or how you treat yeah. I'm asking you to simply say, I want to know that I got a big brother that if I get into a fight, I got someone that's going to come and knock the hell out of this person for me, assuming your fight is valid. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to do to organize the profession, because if we can do that, if I can achieve my goal of 10,000 chiropractors, which is still very small. Right. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. worldwide. I'm asking for 10. You know, it's not it's a very small number compared to the number of chiropractors. That literally gives me just under $4 million a year. That is Mm -hmm. all I need to properly defend the profession all around the world. Believe it or not, when you work efficiently and you build the team like we have, you don't need billions of dollars. I could literally take on a battle with pharma, right? If I was at that level of contributors, Mm -hmm. we could literally fight back against the pharma industry, the hospital industry, the insurance industry. We're already going to fight against the insurance industry with the Mm -hmm. level we are. So we've gotta get, you know, organize our profession. If we can do that, we could get Medicare through very quickly Mm -hmm. literally very quickly because it's the problem oftentimes is us. We're circling the wagons and shooting inward rather than circling the wagons and shooting outward. And so the minute we can get our profession to stop fighting over the term subluxation or vitalism or mechanism, or how do you adjust? And we start just saying there's room for all of us to play. Let's at least create this basic structure and organize around it so that we can protect what we have. And then we can do those other fights internally and decide where we want to go. But right now we're just still fighting for existence and that, that needs to change. So Medicare, it's not going to happen this year for sure, because of this crazy election we're about to enter into, but until we can get one bill that everyone's behind, I'm not optimistic it's going to happen. It should be very easy to get done if we could organize our stuff on our side.
0: Makes sense. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by Chiropractors for Chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing or not doing and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie? No problem. We can help. To get started on your free trial, visit trackstat.org and watch the demo. That is trackstat.org. Let's take a short break from our episode, and let me tell you about this awesome company I personally use in my clinic, and that is ChiroUp. ChiroUp isn't your average online platform. It's the brainchild of chiropractors, doctors Tim Bertelsmann and Brandon Steele, and it has grown to a community of over 3,000 of the best chiropractors in the world. I've actually worked with these guys before, and let me tell you, they're the real deal. ChiroUp is a goldmine of protocols from over 120 conditions. We deal with every day, all neatly packed into one online hub. Why does this matter? Because not only are you able to diagnose smarter and faster, but you can also get this information into the hands of your patients in just four clicks, and they're 100% backed by evidence. How cool is that? But here's what really got me hooked. ChiroUp is all about stepping up the game in chiropractic care. I'm all for that. And I know you are too, because you're listening to this podcast. Seriously, if you haven't checked them out yet, drop everything and head to CairoUp.com forward slash Christy. That's C H I R O U P forward slash C H R I S T I E dot com. You'll be able to set up a free 14 day account with no payment information needed. Once you see what's in there and fall in love with it, use the code Christie15 to save some cash start now and you'll thank me later trust me on this one this code is valid for new subscribers only um is there anything that you're you're excited about on the horizon that's coming up whether it's good or bad in the sense of like okay we got to fight this or you're seeing progress somewhere is there, is there anything that's uh, that you're looking forward to here
1: yeah so there's there's and I'll try not to make this, I could do a whole hour presentation on this, Mm -hmm. this topic, but I'm, I'm very, very excited. We are entering a period in time that is almost like the perfect alignment of the moons, if you will.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. One, we have an entire generation of haters of chiropractor that are dying and retiring. All of those guys (laughs) that were back in the seventies and eighties that hated us, Mm -hmm. They're going away. We have a whole new generation of other types of providers that grew up going to chiropractors, whether they're, they love it or hate it. They they at least understand it more than the generation from the AMA days that back when they were teaching people that we were quacks, Mm -hmm. that opens up so many opportunities for conversation. We also have at this exact same time, we have the medical establishment self-destructing and, and they're circling the wagons and shooting inward now. You had the opioid crisis, which proved no one can trust that money does drive healthcare. That yeah. that happened. You have COVID, which means we cannot trust our our uh, government entities. The CDC lied, NIH lied. They were willing to throw a drug that was purely motivated by money and control. And depending on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go, population control. Um, and and so the world is opening up. COVID changed the consciousness of health. Prior to COVID, health was merely the absence of symptoms. Now people understand that if you're healthy, your body can fight almost anything. And so now the focus is I got to get healthy, that the host matters more than the bug. And COVID changed that public consciousness, which is why chiropractic grew and most arenas exponentially during that time because finally the things we've been saying started resonating with an audience because we were all about prevention and having your body be able to withstand it, your body's self-healing, self-regulating. That started making sense in a now a COVID world. So you mm-hmm. have the, the medical community that's kind of dying in the vine. We have a generation that's leaving that was just staunch going to hate us no matter what we said. And that's being replaced with people that remember going to a Cairo when they were a kid. So they're at least open to that consciousness. Then you add on top of it that I do believe our profession is starting to get its shit together to a certain extent where yeah. we have more research coming out than ever. We have people like Dr. Yeah. Heidi Havik that's publishing stuff weekly. She literally just published something two days ago that shows that when you're adjusting a unstable segment or a substation whatever you want to call it that there is direct correlation to the impact of the prefrontal cortex and it's creating better neuroplasticity. When you adjust a segment that doesn't have instability or is not subluxated, there is no impact to the prefrontal cortex. So when we talk about a very specific chiropractic adjustment, which is very different than what DOs do, very different than what PTs claim to do with just a mobilization of a joint, we now have clinical research that shows why we get the results and they don't. Because it has to be to a segment that's unstable. It has to be to a segment that is subluxated in order to get the neurology behind the adjustment. So that stuff's coming out like it's never come out before to substantiate people like you when you create your marketing programs for doctors. Mm -hmm. And like we can now say these things because we have the trust, which gives us the ability, you know, to defend people. We tell chiropractors all the time, our goal is to put you in a defendable position. Um, You are going to get attention because I'm asking you to do things that are right on the edge of what these people think you should or shouldn't be doing. But we wanna put you in a defendable position and then we want these letters from your regulatory board saying that you're wrong so that we can win. And we set precedent to back off that there is a way that we can talk outside of spine about the effectiveness of chiropractic because now the data supports it. So the combination of all those things and the moons aligning Mm -hmm. Really give us an opportunity that if our profession continues to organize, we have four years for healthcare to rewrite itself. It's, mm-hmm. going, it's going, it's gonna reset. Something's gonna happen in the next four years post-COVID, where we're gonna have this is what healthcare is gonna be for 20 years. Happened in the 80s with managed care. It happened with, you know, going from HMOs to PPOs, and it became this evidence-based world in healthcare for about 25 years, and then it got shook up. We're about to reestablish what healthcare is gonna look like in the way future. Literally, we have a red carpet for chiropractic to control what that reset looks like if we continue to organize, defend ourselves, continue continue to publish, and then market the hell out of the truth that we know, we could actually be the gatekeepers that we always should have been. So the next four years are so pivotal for our profession to organize and move forward in these directions because it will set a foundation for chiropractic. So, That's why we're fighting the insurance issues. That's why we're fighting the x-ray issues in Canada and the regulatory overreach in Canada. It's why we're doing the uh, censorship issues in Australia. It's why in South Africa we're fighting for expansion of, of what chiropractic is in that country because healthcare is going to rewrite itself and we need to be in the position to be able to fulfill the promises we're making And right now, as we sit, we're not, we couldn't, the demand would just crush us. I mean, it literally would. you would, chiropractors would get out of practice because they have no time. And we, we've got to graduate more chiropractors. We've got to, you know, there's so many things to these steps, but we're trying to do our part. Um, So I'm extremely, extremely optimistic because of the things that I see from my vantage point of organizations finally starting to work together to accomplish major objectives rather than trying to have individual identity and create value for their individual members. So there's a shift happening and it excites me tremendously.
0: That's great. You know, and I, Baron, I really appreciate your, your energy and your, you know, defense of our profession and and really your service to it. And so direct our audience to how they could contribute and really, you know, have this as a resource for them and obviously to progress the profession.
1: Yeah, man. If you go to www.defendchiropractic.org, so very simple, defendchiropractic.org. You'll see some stuff on there about kind of who we are, our battles, our numbers, where we're at on things. Uh, like I said, we're at about, right around twenty seven hundred right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's dropped obviously when the when your house isn't on fire, people you know no longer see yep. the need. But we've got so much work that we're doing mm-hmm. that you can see on our website. So we would love you. It's just thirty three dollars a month is all we're asking. Um, again, when you see that on your credit card statement. It says Chiropractic Defense Council. I want you to know that that 33 means something, that you're actually contributing not only to your defense, but you're making sure that chiropractic is established properly in Norway. You're making sure that chiropractic is properly established in Latin America because we're fighting those battles right now as we're establishing our footprint to make chiropractic the number one healthcare choice in the world. So I'd love you to be a part of it. What you'll get with that is every two weeks, I kick out a video every Monday morning at 6 a.m., And it tells you exactly what's happening everywhere in the world. So you are constantly updated on the work we're doing, how it's happening, something you could plug yourself into if you chose to as an individual that was passionate about a topic. But, um, so we're very big on communication and transparency. Our finances are on our website every quarter. I tell you how much I brought in and where I spent it. You see what I'm spending on my team. You see what I'm spending on legal in Australia versus legal in Canada. It's completely transparent so that the profession knows that the money's going to where we say it's going. So that everything's right there, completely transparent. And uh we wanna we wanna do our part and we're excited about what the future looks like.
0: Now that's great. I know some people might be thinking about, you know, oh, that's other countries or this, that, and the other thing. my state's doing fine. But obviously uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I think if we Correct. can uh, improve this for everybody, we will all benefit. So thank you so much for your your time and your wisdom, Baron. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you for those of you that listened to the end. I appreciate it. I know I can speak fast and uh, a lot of information, but uh, man, this profession is worth fighting for. And, and we've got to get back to that passion of wanting to create a chiropractic for future generations. They did it for us. These guys went to jail back in the day. I mean, they went to jail literally for practicing chiropractic. They fought to create all 50 states, all licensures, It's our time now to fight for a footprint for future generations so that chiropractic can do what it is. So our generation has a phenomenal opportunity to write the history books. And so I'm asking you to be a part of that by going to our site and and helping us do our job.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and if you want to make the shift from busy broke and broken to time free and cash confident or you just want to continue with the exponential growth check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com look at the MCM mastery tab watch the short video on there and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos, we help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us, we produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels.